To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk investing and finance and retirement and occasionally the COVID thing and all the stuff going on. But we are into May. Well, basically May. We're right here at the last day of April when we're taping this. How you doing, my friend? Doing the best I can with you know these circumstances we're living in and just taking the extra time I have here to spend with my uh, daughter who just turned one. So we're hanging in there. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh yeah. I know it's, so we've been doing, so uh, yeah, we've been doing the show for a little while now. Cause I remember when, uh, when you just first had her. So yeah, congratulations. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Went by pretty quick. It did. Yeah. Boy, year flies by, doesn't it? Well, uh, we'll, we'll jump in and talk about our topic here in just a second, but, uh, kudos, happy birthday to the little one there. And we hope that everybody out there is also staying safe, but do us a favor, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you have not done so, we'd certainly appreciate it. Just uh, go to financially fit, just type in financially fit, search that out on whatever application you like. Uh, more and more people have been listening to podcasts during this, uh, crisis and whatnot. So they've had their fill of the regular news. So go to Apple or Google or Spotify or wherever type in financially fit and you should see it pop up and subscribe to the show. You can also find it at Kyle's website at mocanfinancial.com. That's M-O-K-A-N financial.com. All right, my friend, let's talk uh, biggest assets. Are we paying attention to those? We've got all these things going on that's you know kind of grabbing our, our um, attention span right now. But if we took a look at our financial situation, and we certainly should be when we've got this extra time, as well as the different downtimes we've had, because our demographic for the podcast is usually 50 plus. So are you looking at all the assets available? Are you taking some of them for granted or not? Uh, 401ks, obviously, hopefully you've been paying attention to that. And, and of course, whether it's good or bad, right? But, you know, there's times to look at that and say, well, what should I be doing now? Should I be touching it at all, rebalancing, whatever? What do you think? Yeah, typically the 401k um, for someone that I'm sitting with or talking to is going to be their main source of saving, um, even though it wasn't, you know, designed to be that. And, um, you know, whether it's a, a current one, an old one, a bunch of consolidated the smaller ones, um, typically this is going to be your single largest asset. And just times like now, um, it's very important to just always remember to, you know, currently rebalance. That's going to allow you to kind of shift back to that original break, you know, breakdown of what you had between equities and bonds and fixed income and all that fun stuff. It's also going to allow you to kind of repurchase some of those at a at a discounted price to, you know, meet your future long-term goals. Um, but it's just important to make sure when you're deciding on what you know, mutual funds are, you're going to pick inside your 401k. You're not just, you know, taking 10 seconds to look at, you know, which one's done the best the last one and 10 years in return and all that fun stuff. Um, because typically, again, if this is your largest account, you're going to be relying on this for the next 30 years. Um, so you just want to make sure you have a, you know, a thought out investment plan on that. Right. Definitely. And, and make sure that you're talking with your advisor about the things that uh, you may or may not need to be doing, especially, you know, during economic downturns. Uh, and we, we have seen some, you know, some of it rising back up a little bit, but certainly a conversation worth having. Now, another big asset that we can, and right now we certainly may be taking it for granted. Maybe not because we're spending so much time in it, but that's our house. We might be trying to work on it a whole lot since we have nothing else to do, but uh, certainly one of those things you want to focus as part of your plan as well as your house. Yeah. I mean, the house is, for some people, maybe it is their biggest asset, depending on what your goals are. You know, in retirement, if you're going to relocate, downsize, stay in your current home, 
you just need to look at kind of where we're at today in history. Um, you know, interest rates have never been lower. You've never been able to buy more house. So, you know, if you're going to be downsizing, there's just certain periods throughout the years when it's the best to do that. So you can truly downsize, you know, square foot wise and money wise. Uh, if you're trying to pump some money back, maybe into your retirement plan to help you, you know, maybe you didn't do a good job saving in that 401k, like we talked about, and there's some potential um, earnings there that we want to, you know, bring the house or the real estate into the financial picture there. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, who knows, right. You know what, how the, how the economy is going to shake out or how the housing market is going to shake out with this for right now. But there's with so many changes that have gone on uh, downsizing, certainly something that goes on a lot of people's radar, but you definitely want to you know pay some attention there because who knows how that market will react uh, from a selling standpoint, I guess different. I, I don't know. To me, like it's like almost any time. Sometimes you have areas that are just always good sellers and others, other areas that are not. So it just kind of depends. Uh, Social security, obviously now this one always blows my mind, even though I you know talk about this stuff all the time, it still blows my mind. And a lot of people you know have trouble fathoming the fact that depending on how you do things, your social security could be worth an awful lot of money over the course of your lifetime, depending on how long you live. Yeah, typically, you know, for the people that we work with have about 500000 to $2 million, Social Security, you know, is, is probably that single greatest decision we need to get right, um, you know, excluding all the variables as far as life expectancy and all that fun stuff. You know, especially if you're married and you're doing what's best for the team, it's going to be typically between 800000 and a $1 million in tax-preferenced income over their lifetimes. Um, so we, we just want to make sure we're properly properly running analysis and making sure how it's taxed around our other assets. I always tell people, you know, it's not so much when you take it, it's about how you take it. Um, you know, when do you want your social security income to be doing the heavy lifting later in your retirement or early in your retirement? So those are all things we always have to think about before we just look at something on a piece of paper and say, I'm going to take it at this because I think it's going to go away or what if I die early or, you know, we just want to make sure we're holistically looking at all these decisions together. Yeah, definitely. You know, and another potential asset that you sometimes don't think about because Social Security is one of those things that, you know, depending on our age, we maybe we kind of have it on the radar up ahead. We know it, you know, it's taken out of our check and so on and so forth. But, it, you know, maybe let's say for me, like I'm 49, getting ready to turn 50, it's kind of down the way type of deal. And and that's the other piece too. The potential savings is another component of that as we get to this stage in life. Because, you know, when you get to where about where I'm at, you, you're starting to get the kids off the payroll, uh, out of college. My daughter's in the Navy now, so she's now self-sufficient. You know, I, I'm in my prime earning years, you know, all that kind of stuff. So now my focus is paying down the house and maybe and maybe saving more. Yeah, the cash flow can definitely change depending on your situation. You know, it's not it's you know pretty common where a lot of people are playing catch up with the savings maybe those last 10 15 years um, and it's properly just making sure you're allocating those dollars to the right buckets whether it's you know paying off the house depending on what that rate is if I, you know if a goal of yours is say I want to have the house paid off when I retire then go for it um, but we just want to make sure that if we're saving these dollars in the appropriate buckets and the appropriate tax buckets you know realizing where we're at today you know it might make sense to invest those dollars into the market if you'd like to buy stuff on sale um, and you're in it for the long term. So again, those are just things that we always want to keep in mind that it, your cash flow needs are going to change. And when you have this extra money that you're not used to having, right. you just want to make sure you properly put those into the right savings vehicle. Well, and right now, while so many people are on lockdown, you know, across the country, a lot of us have learned 
what we were truly spending some money on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're kind of you you're really looking close more closely at the monthly bills that you have. Uh, maybe if you you know got furloughed or whatever the case is, or maybe you just realize, man, I'm not spending nearly as much as I thought because you're not hitting Starbucks or you're you know whatever the case is, right? So a lot of little tweaks there that you can certainly you know find in this time frame that may uh, have some savings potential as you move out of this and further on into things. And, and then the final bit, Kyle, is just don't neglect those smaller accounts as well. Uh, now, while they're not a biggest asset, you know, they can kind of accrue or accumulate, I guess, to be, you know, something you should be paying attention to. Yeah, very common. Someone has multiple scattered accounts. Maybe they forgot about, don't know about, and they kind of lose attention on the collective power of what these can do. So again, you know, don't have all your eggs in one basket, but don't have too many baskets either because, you know, maybe these baskets are all invested in the same type of stuff. Consolidation is always a good thing and then diversify from there. But again, you just want to be able to be stay organized and know what you have and easily track to make sure, you know, your funds or your money isn't kind of what we call duplicity in a bunch of different accounts. Yeah, very good points. You know, so all of these things you want to consider, you want to, uh, you know, don't neglect anything from an asset standpoint, any of these major ones, as well as some of those minor ones as you are planning for retirement. And that's the thing too, folks, you know, make sure you are still thinking and planning for retirement because you're still going to keep aging. You know, COVID's not going to stop that. You know, uh, you're going to still get to the other side of we're going to get out of this and you're going to be like uh, retirement still on its way. You want to make sure that you're planning for retirement, that you're taking the right steps that you've, you know, maybe you've seen how this has affected you or it's not affected you as much, or you had a good plan in place or you didn't have a plan in place, whatever the case might be. Uh, make sure you always talk with a qualified professional like Kyle, and of course, if you found our, our uh, podcast, however you found it and you haven't subscribed, do so or reach out to Kyle if you do have questions or concerns about anything that you hear on any show, you should always qualify that with a conversation with an advisor who does this every day and can spend some time getting to know your situation. 913-257-3991 is how you could reach out to him. 913-257-3991. You can also go to the website, mocanfinancial.com, M-O-K-A-N financial.com, mocanfinancial.com. And you could submit email questions if you'd like. And we're going to take one real fast here before we go this week. We've got Beverly, and she said, I counted up the uh, mutual funds, Kyle, in my IRA. It appears I have 33 different funds. Is this adequate diversification? Well, just because you have more of something doesn't mean you're diversified. Yeah. Um, where it could even create more chaos and confusion. Man, that's a lot. Jeez. You know, again, and the whole point of mutual funds is inside the prospectus, they should be doing a decent job at diversifying. You're going to see a lot of overlap in these mutual funds depending on the companies and where the money's at because a lot of them are going to be investing in a lot of the same stuff. So again, more doesn't mean better, but I mean, you could actually diversify if you only had two funds, but it appears you you might have a little too much, <laughs> a little too many uh, funds inside that account, uh, depending on the account size, obviously, and depending on your risk tolerance. It's kind of hard to answer that question, but right. 33 just seems like a lot just off the top well, of my and head. The paperwork, I mean, it's just, it just seems like that's overkill. And I'm glad you brought that up, Kyle, because that's a big piece where sometimes people think, you know, I've got a bunch of, I got them from different places and they're different funds. So it's adding to my diversification, but often there's just tons of overlap in there, isn't there? A lot of times it's maybe all large cap or small cap or whatever the case might be. I mean, there could be anything, I mean, 
there could be a lot of costs associated with all those too. Yeah, um, true. So. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of reasons to maybe not have that much. Beverly, I would definitely have a conversation with an advisor, your advisor, and ask, first of all, why did they have you have you in so many? Uh, if you're not working with somebody, maybe you've just kind of been collecting these things, purchasing these things. Uh, reach out, get on the calendar with somebody, talk to a financial professional, call Kyle, 913-257-3991, and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. And with that, we're going to let you go this week. Kyle, thanks for your time as always, my friend. Stay safe and stay sane. and. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt. Hit that uh, subscribe button on whatever app uh, platform you choose, and we would appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time here on the show. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.